0: Our text this morning is from Matthew chapter 3. Then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. And John tried to prevent him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and are you coming to me? But Jesus answered and said to him, Permit it to be so now, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he allowed him. When he had been baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting upon him. And suddenly a voice came from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. And these are your words, Heavenly Father. Sanctify us by your truth. Your word is truth. Amen. Dear fellow redeemed in Christ, The sad truth about the sacrament of baptism, like the sacrament of the altar, is that what it truly is, what its power is, and what it means are widely rejected within much of Christendom. For many, it is viewed as little more than a symbolic act, a mere outward sign with no power. That is the spiritual and cultural environment in which the Lutheran Church exists. And this is not a new challenge for the Lutheran Church. Martin Luther, 500 years ago, already understood the need to confess the biblical teaching of the sacrament of baptism over against various groups which denied infant baptism and the power of baptism. They considered it merely symbolic, too. Luther's recognition of the challenges facing a clear confession of baptism was part of why he wrote the small and large catechisms. In the small catechism, Luther put it very simply. What is baptism? Baptism is not just water, but it is the water used according to God's command and connected with his word. And what is that word and command of God concerning baptism Jesus says all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth go therefore and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you we have here the biblical teaching on what baptism is and why we do actually baptize, that is, apply water to a person and speak God's word of institution for baptism. We do so because God desires us to do this. It is not a human ritual, but a divinely instituted way which, through simple water and God's word, affects forgiveness of sins, delivers from death and the devil, and gives eternal salvation to all who believe this. These are rich gifts of victory and comfort. They are given freely and generously, and they are for you, and as Peter said, and for your children. When we look at our lesson from Matthew this morning we may very well ask if forgiveness and salvation are the gifts of baptism as they are, then why should Jesus be baptized? That is the very question John asked when Jesus asked John to baptize him. I need to be baptized by you and are you coming to me? Jesus then teaches John and us It is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Now, what does that mean? The baptism of Jesus is not for his benefit, but it is for us. Martin Luther, in one of his sermons on baptism, explained, Because Jesus has become the sinner who has all of our sin placed upon him, he truly does need baptism and must be baptized for the forgiveness of sins, not with respect to his own person, which is innocent and spotless, but for the sake of us whose sins he bears. He plunges them into his baptism and washes them away from himself. That is, he washes them from us since he has stepped into our own person so that they must be drowned and die in his baptism. Jesus, because the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all, goes into this baptism for you and me. And to demonstrate the great blessing given there, we have all three persons of the Holy Trinity involved in this baptism of Jesus. Certainly there is Jesus, true God and true man, standing in the waters. The Holy Spirit in the form of a dove descends on him, and God the Father speaks words which echo through Scripture to our own day. This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Again, from a sermon by Martin Luther, baptism is a beautiful, glorious exchange by which Christ, who is holy, completely innocent and holy, not only takes upon himself another sin that is my sin and guilt, but also clothes and adorns me, who am nothing but sin, with his own innocence and purity. This is pure gospel. Here is Jesus for you in simple water, bringing about the righteousness, the purity, the holiness, which you do not have, but which he freely gives you, here in holy baptism as a help for the instruction in the christian faith luther wrote a hymn for each of the parts of the catechism his hymn for baptism includes a wonderful summary of the very words of matthew 3 and this baptism of jesus his hymn is titled to jordan came the lord our christ it's hymn 247 in our hymnery. here are several of its stanzas Let us hear and ponder well what God creates in baptism, what he would have us all believe who error, shun, and schism. That water at the font be used is surely his good pleasure, not water only, but the word and spirit without measure. He is the true baptizer. To show us this, God speaks his word with sign and symbol given. On Jordan banks are clearly heard the Father's voice from heaven. This is my well beloved Son, my soul's delight and treasure. Hear Him. Oh, hear Him, everyone. To save you is His pleasure. Hear and believe His teaching. In two days is Ash Wednesday, it is the beginning of what is called a penitential season, the time of Lent in which we may take time to meditate more deeply on the life of repentance into which we are called as God's baptized sons and daughters. Repentance and baptism are intimately connected. We confess that very truth in the Catechism when we answer the question, what does such baptizing with water mean? Well, such baptizing with water means that the old Adam, that is our sinful nature in us, should by daily contrition and repentance be drowned and die with all sins and evil lusts, and that a new man daily come forth and arise who shall live before God in righteousness and purity forever. I close with this last stanza of Luther's hymn, which captures so well this blessed gift of baptism and what it means for you. And though our mortal eye is dim and sees but simple water, faith sees Christ Jesus and in him the lamb ordained for slaughter. We see the cleansing fountain red with the dear blood of Jesus, which from all sins inherited and our misdeeds can free us, eternal life bestowing. God grant you continued growth in faith, in the saving work of Jesus, poured on you in baptism. In the name of the triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. And let us pray. Father in heaven, as at our Lord's baptism in the Jordan River, you once proclaimed Jesus, your beloved Son, and anointed him with the Holy Spirit, grant that all who are baptized in his name may faithfully keep the covenant into which they have been called boldly confess their Savior, and with him be heirs of life eternal. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one true God, now and forever. Amen.